Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Yesterday, the first day back to school, back to work after summer break. In downtown London, around 9.30, we were getting reports that gunshots had been fired downtown. Devin, you were quickly uh, looking into the story yesterday morning. Yeah, you could see uh, police uh, blocking off uh, large parts of the downtown right near outside our studios here. Uh, the incident uh, took place closer to King in Richmond, but closer to you know King in Wellington. Police had uh, cordoned off some of the area, part of the area had been evacuated. What had happened was police received reports there was a man in the downtown apro- approaching people with a knife. So police responded. There was a confrontation between a suspect and a police officer. The suspect lunged at a police officer. The police officer responded by firing off uh, two gunshots. And eventually the uh, suspect was apprehended. The weapon was recovered. Uh, but there, the two gunshots did actually go right at uh, the Richmond Tavern. They didn't hit the suspect at all. He missed the suspect. No one was hurt. And this is also a good um, example of not don't believe everything you see on social media. There were early reports that a police officer had been shot. That was not the case. No one was injured in this. And the two shots fired by the police officer did not hit the suspect. Instead, they hit the uh, Richmond Tavern. It's pretty remarkable that nobody was, was hit with a bullet because watching this video, there's security camera footage that has been posted online. Jim, you've pulled it up here, mm-hmm. and it, the, the guy with the knife is really close to the police officer when he fires his gun. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's six feet away when he turns and lunges at him, uh, when, the, when the guy with the knife does. The cop, I don't know at what point the cop uh, is able to pull out his gun because the, the camera is cut off. You can only see their feet, kind of, so it's a weird angle. But, yeah, he, he starts to quickly backpedal, hits a curb, kind of where the buses pull up to pick people up. He falls on his butt, and then the guy seemingly runs away as two cruisers then chase after him. But I don't know how far away he was when he got the shots off, but you'd think maybe 10 feet. Yeah. And, yeah, missed, the guy luckily was missed twice. I bet the cop's glad because the, the dude with the knife was apprehended. He is He's going to be in Made big a trouble. Made yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so the alternative was the cop would have killed him. And instead, he he missed him. He was. Do you think he was firing warning shots, or do you think he was trying to I hit think the he guy? Was, I think he was trying to hit the guy. I think yeah. he was saving himself. And rightfully so. The guy's coming at you with yes, a knife. Yeah, 100%. I bet he's even more happy he didn't hit anybody in the Richmond Tavern, really. Because <laughs> it was close. Yeah. A bullet traveled through a side door of the Richmond Tavern, uh, kept going, went through a, a, a storage cabinet, and hit a can of Mott's Clamato Caesar. Like, you know, one of the, <laughs> the so self-serve Canadian. cans of, of Caesar? Yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, like, it, one hit the, the side, and the other one, you can see there's the, the bullet hole goes through the door, and you can see the the, the travel uh, that the, the bullet took. That's like out of a movie. You have a guy working in the Richmond Tavern, and he hears gunshots go off, and he looks down, and he's covered in blood. Oh, my God, I've been shot! Huh? Huh? Hold on. This smells like Mott's Clamato Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the comically two holes where the water's pouring out on either side yeah. and the Caesar's pouring out on either side. Somebody I mean, hates these Caesar cans! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got lucky in a couple areas. One, that no one was hurt. But two, I mean, the time in which all this happened is like just after 9.30 in the morning, so Busy. no one's going to be in uh, Richmond Tavern at that time. And, yeah. and to a certain extent, maybe some of the construction helped 
in the sense that not as many people would have been in this specific area at that time if they might otherwise had been had there been no construction. And it's also good that uh, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on bike lanes on King Street that no one uses. Because imagine if people actually used the bike lanes on <laughs> King Street and, and, and the cop was shooting his gun off there. Yeah. It could have been big trouble. Thank goodness we spent all that money and nobody rides their bike down King Street. Success! Phew! We've got some messages coming in here. Corey says, hey, it looks like everything was safe until the cops showed up. LOL. The guy was doing this. The guy was approaching people with a knife, threatening them on uh, one of the busiest days of the year in downtown London. Of course the police are going to try and put a stop to it. I think the guy was right to have his gun out. Of course. Yeah. There's a guy walking up and down the street with a knife. Yes, and he lunged at the police officer. Who knows what would have happened if if the cop didn't have his gun out. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Hi, what do you think? Hey, I heard you guys were talking about uh, the uh, kerfuffle downtown yesterday. Is that what we're calling it? The downtown kerfuffle? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I was just heard you guys talk about the distance between the guard the guy and the officer yeah um i've done a ton of use of force training in my like i work security yeah and one of the things that came up in my use of force training is how fast someone can actually close that gap they, they call it a cautionary gap and uh the average person is able to close a seven foot gap or 21 meter gap in about one and a half seconds yeah, it looks like the guy with the knife star- is is walking away from the police officer, and yeah. he very quickly turns and lunges at the guy. So you understand why the, the cop would be startled and oh, was absolutely. forced to move backwards, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I've watched as much footage that they have available, and like the, the response and their their you know tactics are fantastic. The way like London Police is fantastic, and they they use the force in this. A lot of people don't understand the, how fast that gap can be closed. Yeah, and everyone's like, always oh, like, oh, if I, well, I can't believe you didn't hit him. You know what? Put yourself in that situation there, John McClain. Exactly. You're going to go in there all die hard, whatever. Everyone thinks <laughs> that, that they'd do a better job. Nope. Half the people who, who are saying negative things about the cop missing the guy, they would have been running in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. No, it's like I said, like you can hear a second and a half to make that decision. Shooter, don't you? Have you heard about the teenager over in the United Kingdom? Uh, he went blind after years of only eating junk food. <laughs> I did read this. Why are you laughing, Jeez. this poor kid? I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying the choices he made were never going to end well for his health, and I, I just can't believe it came out this way. Yeah, his diet consisted of French fries, Pringles, white bread, and processed meat. Uh-oh, kind of sounds like my diet. That was my diet in high school. <laughs> well, so same with this kid. He started having symptoms around 14. His weight was normal, but he was tired all the time. They told him to change his diet. His parents tried to make him change his diet, but he was a picky eater, refused to eat the vegetables or whatever they put in front of him. And then uh, he showed up back at the eye doctor a couple of years later saying that his vision was blurry. He went colorblind. Hmm. His hearing was all messed up. 
And this is a rare condition, but the doctors say that it's something called nutritional optic neurotherapy. Here is the doctor who wrote the, uh, the case study on it talking about this condition. He was 14 and he'd been following this diet for at least three or four years. So that in itself is an indication of how long it takes to deplete your normal vitamin stores. There's a huge range of vitamins that are important for visual health. The best advice I can give is to make sure that you have a balanced diet that includes a variety of different vegetables, not just one or two, but a huge range. Are you telling me there's not a lot of vitamins in <laughs> in French fries? I stopped paying attention once she said vitamins. I couldn't get over that. <laughs> a lot of vitamins in, in French fries and processed meat and white bread. This kid, he wasn't even eating normal chips. He was eating Pringles, which, like, how do they even make those? They're the saltiest of, of the chips with no extra flavors. Are there even potatoes in Pringles? I don't know. It's it's fishy. How do you get all those chips to look exactly the same? It doesn't make sense to me. So there you go. If you're a picky eater, you don't eat the vegetables, maybe it's time to start so you don't go blind. I guess they say that you can get the fever for the flavor of the Pringles. Apparently, you can also get the fever from the flavor of the Pringles. <laughs> and we just got a text message here. It says, well... I guess that's two ways that teenage boys can go blind now. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were running down a list of Ontario phrases. These are phrases that have their origins in our province, including bar hopping, which means going to many different bars, one after the other in one night. Yeah, we call it bar hopping here. Everywhere else, they, they call it a drinking problem. <laughs> uh, bush party is an Ontario phrase, meaning an outdoor party in the wilderness. Camp means a cottage, typically with no electricity. You'll hear that more up north. People will say, I'm going up to my camp for the weekend. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're, you're, like, you're sleeping in a tent? No, no, my camp. It's my cottage. What else we got here? May 2-4, obviously, an Ontario uh, slang saying and soaker which is a noun for what happens when somebody steps in a puddle and gets their foot wet now Jim Kelly was very surprised that soaker is an Ontario thing and you were curious to know what our American listeners call soakers down there yeah I said soaker is the perfect word for it and I've never heard anybody call it anything else and what else do you need to call it so I I Posted on Reddit, an American subreddit, and just said, uh, in Canada, we call it a soaker, but what do Americans call it when you accidentally get one shoe wet? Ton of responses came in, and I am shocked. They don't have a word for it. Americans, this is what they're saying. How often does this happen up there that you need a word for it? <laughs> happens all the another time. Another guy says, strange this happens frequently enough to everyone that a word was created to make it easier to discuss among each other. I got at least one soaker a week growing up. Oh, every it, it, it always happened during first recess. You would get a soaker, and then you'd have the dark brown, one dark brown sock yeah. that you were trying to dry out for the rest of the school day. Or, or you'd be running around during recess like in the soccer field, and uh -huh. you wouldn't notice there'd be a puddle there. It's covered uh, with ice, maybe. Yeah. Your foot would go through. Or or when when you're not 
at school, like just screwing around in the by the creek, trying to jump bush. over something. I got a lot totally. of soakers trying to jump over stuff when I was younger. Yeah, everybody's saying we call it a wet shoe. We just say one shoe got wet. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? And then we call it my shoes are waterlogged. That's all I've ever heard. One one person, this must be an Irish person. They says in the Isle of Man, which is like a like a UK island, we call it a wetty. <laughs> I've got a wetty. I've got a wetty. It's just like they, they call them blowies over there. They no, got a blowie on the weekend. They they do call if there's like a bad guy in a movie, they call it a baddie. He's a baddie. Oh, they yeah. just like the Joker's e the baddie. He's a baddie. I just can't believe how many soakers you guys got. What did you call it? <laughs> I didn't call it anything because I didn't what? get a soaker that often. Well, uh, Devin's like spoiled Mr. Toronto boy, yeah. eh? The big the big city. He'd, he'd step, go around puddles. I just look where I'm walking. Puddle snob Devin Peacock. Yeah, oh, geez. If, if you don't know the word soaker, you're definitely voting liberal. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Oh, good morning. Hey, I'm just listening to your radio station, Taz. Fantastic. Uh, I just want to let you, let you know a couple other things about uh, uh, just strictly Ontario. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the game Euchre. Euchre's an Ontario game. Same with right. Crokinole. Well, and it's funny because I was down in the in the islands last year vacationing playing Euchre, and people would walk by and say, oh, hey, you're playing cards, blah, blah, blah. What are you playing? Euchre. Oh, you guys must be from Ontario. I'm like, what? How How is that an Ontario thing? Well, in Florida, my parents have a place in Florida, and I know like in the little community they live in, they have a Euchre night every week, but there are a lot of snowbirds who travel from yeah. Ontario to Florida, so maybe they brought the game down with them. Right, and, and, and I, so, I, you know, there again, they, there was just this group of people, maybe they were just hammered and didn't know what we were doing, but mm-hmm. anyways, and the other, now this is a huge claim to fame. Okay. Please, please don't use my name, or I don't know whether You're I live on the radio right now, so be careful what you say. <laughs> no, no, I won't, but my buddies will know this. My claim to fame uh-huh. is the word cougar. You think you invented the word cougar? What? And where I invented it from was where, <laughs> when it was old Chicago's, uh uh-huh. You called it Old Chicougars. I called it Old Chicougars. Yeah, Chicougar. so did everybody, dude. <laughs> no, but did you come up with the word cougar, or did you just make the Chicougar pun? We narrowed it down <laughs> that we'd go and see the Cougars. Oh, yes. Old Chicago. But, okay. yeah, everyone, okay. Now, Maybe, I'm not, I'm going to say, there is a chance that you are the guy who invented no, the, you're the right. slang you're term right. cougar. So Maybe. Good. And if if so, I am proud to speak to you, sir. <laughs> so at a party one night, I'm telling this story, and of course, everybody's calling BS on me, right? They're blah, yeah. blah, blah. So out of the blue, I call my buddy at 1.30 in the morning. I say, hey, Hop, don't say yes or no to this. Did I invent the word cougar? He goes, Absolutely. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> it was the funniest The term thing. was coined by a columnist of the for the Toronto Sun, Valerie Gibson, who who wrote a book with Cougar in the title. No. You're gonna have to she's f- wrong. Send her came, from little, <laughs> came from little old London, Ontario. <laughs> Anyways, guys, keep up the great work. I love listening to your show. Have a good day, guys, okay? Yeah, thank you. Nothing better than going to old Chicago's. Picking up a cougar, getting a blowy and a soaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he should have, uh, if he did invent the term cougar, he should have trademarked it. Just like uh, LeBron James is in the process of trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hear about this? Uh, LeBron uses Taco Tuesday on social media a lot. He's been posting videos about his family uh, enjoying tacos on Tuesday nights. 
A lot of families have Taco Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been going on for, for years, but LeBron uh, has filed a trademark request for the phrase. He doesn't know if he'll be able to get it, but he wants to protect his usage on social media and an upcoming podcast that will involve Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> he has no affiliation with any taco company. He's just taking it and making it his own. It's like trademarking the phrase cloudy evening or something. Like it existed before you, it will exist after you. More like Sunday Fun Day would be a good Well, yeah, that too. Is, is that trademarked? Because if it's not, we should trademark it. Caesar Everyone, Sunday. Caesar Sunday. Wacky Wednesday, Wine Wednesday, Thursday Thursdays, Thirsty Thursdays, mm, Good Friday, Margarita Mondays. <laughs> guys, get down to the patent <laughs> office immediately. <laughs> I'll stay here. You guys, let us know when the uh, the millions of dollars start rolling in. February, sober uh, October, 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 Christmas. How hard is it to? Tra- <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to trademark a phrase? Oh, <laughs> you should trademark soaker, Jim. I know. Yeah, Americans don't even use that phrase yet. I'm sure we could take out some uh, advertising campaigns in the United States, some awareness campaigns. Let Americans know that when you step with one foot into a puddle and your foot gets wet, it is called a, a soaker. soaker. You own the trademark. Your kids are going to be set for life. I don't know soaker how, but right first you get the soaker money, and then you get the... Wait, you, you trademark soaker and then somehow get the money. I don't you're, know. You're going you're gonna to be a rich man. A sock, so an anti-soaker sock. And Jim, you have something that you think everybody needs to see here. Yeah, we... Uh, there, <laughs> there's a, a, a woman who got pulled over in Utah, Taz... Uh, 21-year-old, uh, and the cops found some drugs on her. They found, uh, that she was, uh, had some drug paraphernalia with her. They couldn't, uh-huh. couldn't locate her license. They had trouble finding her insurance. So when they were looking at, at this 21-year-old and tr- trying to figure out who she is, a couple things weren't lining up. Well, it turns out, because she wasn't a 21-year-old, she was a 38-year-old pretending to be her 21-year-old daughter, because she had a suspended license, and the reason why it's funny is because I have to show you this person's face. What is this, a mugshot or this something? This is a mother's mugshot, and this person was trying to pass as a 21-year-old. <laughs> what is that makeup? She she's, looks like she's, she's a glam rocker. Straight out of the 80s, dark, dark <laughs> lipstick, uh, very dark eyeshadow, eyebrows painted on beyond what, what women uh-huh. are doing these days, like 80s, very aggressive, overarching. She looks like Gene Simmons. Yes, in during the kiss unmasked phase, <laughs> right? Halfway, halfway between unmasked and with the makeup. There's so much going on here. She's got some faded chest tattoos. In no world is this woman 21 years old. Hey, I'm 21. <laughs> Honey, I'm 21 years old. She was in possession of a drug paraphernalia, marijuana. They found a white uh, substance. She had a suspended license. She had no insurance. She was falsifying personal information to a peace officer. She's in a lot of trouble. Uh, here's coming from the bingo hall. I'm 21. <laughs> So that's what kids are doing now. 
They say that fashion is cyclical, so maybe that look will come back. Was that look ever in style? I don't think. I don't think it was. It never was a de aging look either. Oh man! <laughs> in what world are those real eyebrows? If your mortician made your corpse look like that, your family would demand their money back. That is. Oh, would you just look at that? The, the eyebrows look like two sideways apostrophes that stop halfway <laughs> through the eyes. <laughs> you have to see the the mom's mugshot to appreciate this. Trying to pass herself off as her 21-year-old daughter. You can see it on the FM 96 Facebook fan page. And a, like a legit half mullet. Like the front is feathered. That's the Taz Show podcast. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or fm96.com.